Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. I hold firm in the chaos, observing the positive change. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. And we hope that you're not in too much chaos, but if you are, you've come to the right place. You're on the couch with Jane and I, as you know, we are every Wednesday morning with our show, which delves ever, ever deeper into our emotions, our instincts, our spirituality, our love, our relationships and ourselves. And today we want to talk about the concept of the pattern interrupt, which basically means when you've been pretty much unconsciously, like as in asleep for much of your life, going about doing the same old thing, the same old blind behaviors, same old patterns, the same old beliefs and thoughts, churning around and around the same old hamster wheel. And you suddenly add either like a lightning bolt from the sky by biblical epiphany style, or over a slower period, begin to realize that perhaps you've been the jailer of your, like holding the key to your own jail cell, holding, holding, holding yourself prisoner to a whole lot of stuff, which is no longer necessary. When you have that realization, what do you do to overturn the apple cart? Particularly if you have been holding a behavior or a belief for four or five decades or lifetimes, Jane. (laughs) (laughs) It's when you recognize that something is no longer working for you. And often that's like quite a shock. You feel like, I've actually been responsible for this versus I was the victim and it's not my fault. Everything just happened to me this way. Yeah. And so when you start to own your own stuff, it can be quite a shock to your system, to yourself. And then the realization of, okay, now I've got to do something about this. I have to fix this. And so then, you know, we all listen to podcasts or go to therapists or counsellors or coaches or whatever it is that you do, and you start to gather new tools to overcome the situation that you're in or the, the regular occurrences that are happening. And it can be over, over very overwhelming because often, look, sometimes the realisation is a small thing, like, oh, why do I have that funny little belief? I've always had that. I need to change that belief. Or sometimes it's a huge thing, like you're literally throwing out your entire personality and replacing it with a better upgraded version of you, which can be terrifying because you don't know who that new you is and how he or she is going to respond in any given situation. That's all new territory, like yeah. Like entering oh, look, I've had a lot of um, clients say to me, but I like me. And I go, that's good. That's not going to change. It's the parts of you that you don't like that are going to change. And that's where the problems are coming from. But I also have a lot of clients that will be doing great self-work and they're doing, they're really doing the work. They're doing their exercises. They're doing their homework. And then I get the phone call or the email that says, I've had a meltdown. It's all, it's all worn off. <laughs> and, and I think we've all felt that way. Beck's nodding her head going, yep, me too. Well, the, can I just say at this juncture, if let's say you've been operating a certain way for 45 years you're not going to just change in three to six weeks and then be able to sustain that new energy without fault, like continually, like ever, ever onwards. You are definitely going to start, stop, start, stop, fall down, pick yourself up, fall down, pick yourself up, like a child learning to walk. Exactly. It, it's too new exactly. if, if you're coming into this kind of change. And so I guess this is a really important point that we need to make because everybody feels this when they are going through change, when they are creating deliberate change in their life. It is stop, start. It is one step forward, half a step back. Sometimes it feels like one step forward, 10 steps back, but it's not. You can't undo what you now know. What you have to get to is get to the point where it is instinctive, where it is your regular 
pattern. And that takes time. And so when I have a client that, you know, emails or rings and says, I've had a meltdown, I need a session, blah, blah, blah. I have to remind them that I too have meltdown still. I too have the same triggers will still trigger me in certain situations, but they trigger me, the, the, the charge is a lot less. Mm, it's more neutralized. It's much more neutralized. But if I'm vulnerable for whatever reason, stressed out, tired, um, they're usually the two things that set me off. But people have all sorts of different situations that will, they know that they are then vulnerable to old patterns reappearing or old triggers reappearing. But what the difference is, is that while I'll still have those scenarios, the episode itself is much shorter. Where in the past an episode may last, I don't know, a day, a week, a month, a year, it now would last for moments. It's like, right, I know what I'm feeling. I get this. Here it is. Here's the old monkey that's reappeared. I know what to do about this. Grab my bag of tools. Which tool is going to work best in this moment? And I pull that card out and I deal with it using that tool. And it's dealt with in a much shorter period of time. And the other thing that is really important to know here is that the gaps between the incidents get bigger. And that's what gives you a happier life because it's happening less often and it's not happening as long. So I want to really break this down. If people are listening going, we kind of know what you girls are talking about, but what are you talking about? I'm going to give some real world examples so people can can find themselves in, in this kind of information. So let's imagine that you're like many, many, many people in the population. You did not have the best start to life. Mum and dad were very, very busy or they were old school parents. They may have been hitting. Maybe there was a bit of alcoholism. Maybe there was just a bit of sort of neglect in the sense that they just didn't really get down on their hands and knees and honour your soul and play with you after school. Maybe they were always too busy working or lying in bed being sick or whatever was going on. So you've, you've got all this programming with beliefs and emotional wants and needs that weren't met from childhood. But what you do is you don't question it as a kid. You don't have the capability to question it. You just survive it. Through your teens, you're in survival mode. Then you get to your 20s and you've put it so far away from you that you're powering through life on autopilot, trying to lock down the things that give you security. So that may be an addiction or a vice. It may be I'm going to have a partner. I'm going to get married and have children. I'm going to get an amazing career. I'm going to do this with my money or travel the world. Like You, you rush out and distract, distract, distract and fill your life with all this actually often empty, hollow, meaningless stuff because you haven't actually found yourself in all of this yet. You wake up one day and have a quarter-life crisis or you wake up in your 30s and 40s and have a midlife crisis and suddenly you don't understand why everything in your life sucks and nothing works. Why does my marriage not work? Why am I not in my life purpose with my career? Why have I got blocks around making money? Why does my body keep getting sick? Why has my husband not wanted to have sex with me for the last four years? You know, why, whatever it is, why do I have terrible female friendships and Whatever your, your fears, phobias, emotional blocks are in your 20s, 30s, and 40s, that is the point when we're talking about pattern interrupts. That's when often, if you're spiritual, if you're open-minded, if you're willing and ready to be in touch with your emotions, ready being the operative word, you're going to start to have some amazing insights. You'll probably trot off to a therapist or a somebody, or and they may actually say something to you which you might have been told before, but you hear it for the very first time, if you know what I mean by hear it. Your whole body resonates with the truth of what's just been said to you. And they may say something like, I don't know. So, um, you know, you might say, oh, well, 
I don't know, I just um, I just can never seem to get ahead in my job because every time I get a new job, um, I get fired again and I just can't seem to get, get ahead. And maybe the therapist says to you, well, which parent did you learn that from? And you suddenly, the penny drops and you go, oh my God, I'm living out my father. Or something like that. Yeah. And from there on, it's, oh, and then, then, you know, then it's like, oh my God, it's so overwhelming. How, how do I change all this? How do I change my career? How do I change all my beliefs around how I feel about myself? How do I change my relationship with my dad? It's so overwhelming that sometimes we want to just go right back into the sand. But actually, there is no looking back. Once you've had an opening into an insight, into some way that you've been behaving completely unaware, but once you have that knowledge, you can never go back in the sand again. And it is terrifying, but it's so exciting. And it's at these moments that I can literally picture the angels and guides standing around behind, cheering and clapping and confetti yes. coming down, like champagne's <laughs> popping. They're going, she got it. Oh, my God, she finally got it. She got it. We've been waiting decades for this. She just figured it out. Woo! And we're down here on Earth going, oh, this is terrible. It's going to change my whole life. Oh, no. What does it mean? <laughs> And that's where you move into observation. This is the next stage where you start to join all these dots. So you've had the clarity, you've had your aha moment of, you know, I'm copying, I'm playing out dad's story. And then you start see it, seeing it not just in your work life, but you start seeing it in your social life. You see it in your relationships, in your parenting, in every single area of your it's life. so true. You think it's just one compartment. You think it's just my career or my dad, but actually then it affects something so different. It's the, the, like it's the trickle effect. Yes, it's the like the, the career was the sledgehammer, but when you acknowledge the pattern, you start to see it in every other area. It just hasn't been quite as dramatic in your relationships or as dramatic in your health or mm. dramatic in your friendships. It, but it's there. I guarantee you, whatever pattern is in one area, it's in the whole lot. Like you might suddenly start losing weight or you might look back months later and go, I haven't had those migraines I used to have. Isn't that funny how they've cleared up or whatever it is, you know? Or You start joining the dots. Yeah. It's fabulous. It's exciting. And then as you join the dots, you start to realise that you can behave in a different way. And so whatever, whether it's been, you know, through therapists, um, coaches, different tools, listening to our podcast, whatever it is that you've gathered and you're trialling to change to a new pattern, you start to then, the next step is gathering evidence that this is actually working. And that gets exciting. And then what happens is you get lazy and you stop doing whatever it is you're doing and you slip back into the old vibration, into the old way of doing things. And that's where that incident will occur again. And then you think, oh, it's all worn off. It's all too it's hard. It's all worn off. I give up. It's too hard. I can't change this. Forget it. Can't yeah, throw a tantrum. that's right. Tantrum so we think that when we change something, it means that we change it permanently for the rest of our life consistently. We don't. Nothing gets changed permanently, consistently for the rest of our life without a lot of effort and time to go into it. But what we have, so what we have to do is not go into fear when you find the hiccup occurs that you've gone back to the old pattern. You need to celebrate the gap between incidences. That's got to be celebrated. Mm. And we tend to only acknowledge the negative. We forget to acknowledge the positive. So we have to become more conscious of this. We've got to keep looking at the movie of our life and be looking at it as how amazing it has become. And that's why journaling is so important, because we forget. Yeah. And when you journal the evidence of the dots that you've joined, when you journal the evidence of trialling a new tool and how well it's worked, that's what you need to go back to when you have your, your 
you hiccup, you mm. slip up, you, you're reverting back. You need to go back to that journal and look at what worked and get back on the horse and do it again. It's so important that you are not hard on yourself when you go through this process. You don't start to break and, you know, it's like flog the dead horse. Come on, oh, come on. You, sh- you know better than this now. Why are you reverting back to that old habit or pattern? Well, it's a shame we don't have a neuroplasticity. You know, the, all this, this research in neuroplastics and of the brain and stuff. Someone here to talk about this because it is really fascinating. You've got to understand that you've been firing synapses in the brain for a very, very long time. You've actually created neural pathways that are so rigid they're literally crystallized okay it's like if you think of it as a record player the grooves are deeper 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 and those grooves have got to fill in and be replaced with new grooves you've got to do a lot of unlearning and unthinking and relearning and rethinking and that takes incredible mental stamina mental proactive discipline and willpower and it's it's catching yourself when so much of our day it really is on autopilot you know how you can go you can go and get petrol and go to the shops and come home and and be like i don't even remember half of that i just did that just in another place it's funny you said that i actually thought i got in the car this morning to come to bex and i said oh i've got to get petrol and then i went oh no i didn't i did that last night i know we're just (laughs) we're kind of not even you know consciously presently aware in most of our day especially those of us that live up in the highest realms (laughs) we live in a you know little imaginary world that we're actually quite happy and love (laughs) but the point is is actually often very hard to catch those sneaky, sneaky thoughts which have been creeping into your head for a lifetime because you're they're so they're such a familiar companion to you. They're like the wallpaper, and maybe they were mum's voice or dad's voice because you heard that in your childhood. Mum and dad may have long since left the picture, but you still carry those voices in your own head completely subconsciously you don't even realize it this is about realizing it so son you've got to start to watch dog yourself. So when you catch yourself saying that that sentence or that that whatever it is that belief that thought that pattern you have to do you know and i've spoken about this on the show before with um when i we go to the teenagers in schools and we teach them clear cut delete where you actually imagine putting a big red stamp down going like bang like censor i haven't heard this cancel well, we, we get them to hold their arms out and they actually, it's like you make a blade kind of cut on the arm. Um, you imagine that you're holding the thought at the, in your palm of your hand. The palm of the hand is outstretched in front of you. So you look at the thought that you don't want. So maybe the thought is, I, I can never get ahead in life or I only attract men who, whatever, whatever the yucky thought is, you put it in your hand uh, and then you say to the thought, clear, and you swipe your other hand down the length of your arm, cut, and you cut it with, with the side of your hand and then delete and you just throw it out. You just throw it off into the wind. And so it's a lot of, sometimes mentally we need to really push the big thoughts away but in a smaller sense you know if you are sort of at work in a boardroom meeting and someone's saying something and that thought comes into your head you're probably not going to clear cut delete just at that moment (laughs) not physically anyway um no but but, you can do it after and that's going to make you feel better after but even in the moment catch it and then you either say i no longer you know allow or enable that kind of thought it's a bit like you're reparenting yourself if a young child was doing an out of control or inappropriate behavior you'd say excuse me that's not allowed here that's not allowed in this space you catch yourself you pull yourself back and if you've got time and if you've done the work you may have an affirmation to replace it with or like even just a word that's the polar opposite to that word um so if you if you're coming from a place of fear you put in love or strength I'll tell you one of the best ones for symbol. just about everything is i am safe i'm safe yeah it works ask the affirmation queen should have it for you i am yeah. safe 
yeah. will always or a work. Maybe, always work. Maybe for any situation. You do a color. If you're not a really wordy linguist type person, maybe you imagine a color, or you imagine suddenly go straight into your favorite song that uplifts you, or or imagine um, a symbol like um, a four-leaf clover or a whatever. take yourself to your happy place. A have a preset happy place, which I've spoken of before. So this just takes a few seconds where you just need to. Create in your memory a place where it's a happy place. It can be real, somewhere that you've visited or been, or it can be fantasy. It doesn't matter. But then preset that. And when you catch yourself, you just take yourself to your preset happy place. Um, but also, don't beat yourself up. There's different points that you can pick yourself up on. So these days, I think Beck and I are pretty good at picking ourselves up pretty quickly. And so we don't often get to the meltdown stage, to the big drama stage. We know the early warning signs. But that's taken a long time to get to that point. And a lot of people will say, I've had the big meltdown or I've had the big incident or I you know, had the biggest fight with my husband. We didn't talk for 48 hours and I need your help now. So they've gone on for a long time before they've picked themselves up. Don't beat yourself up if that's happening. Just know that the more you do this, the shorter the incident is going to be in the future and the gaps are going to be bigger. Mm. Now, you're also, it, this is about understanding the process of change. By understanding the process, you can continue to be positive and feel confident that you are moving forward, even when it feels like you're moving back. So much so that now, if I have a big meltdown where I get completely overwhelmed, I can feel it coming on, I know it's happening, I need a good cry, I need a good sleep, and I need to get away from everybody. I can't be around any other other energy. I actually get quite excited if if it ends up in a bit of a drama because I haven't done that in time because I know it's going to be a long time before the next one. Right. And that's a really positive way of looking at it. Reframing it. Yeah, and go, you know what, I know it's always going to happen again, but I know it's a big gap between them. And, yeah, it's just happened, so I'm good for a while now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good. (laughs) Jane, what do you advise people who, you know that thing that sometimes happens in life where you've mentally resigned, you've left the building, but because of life conditions, you're still physically stuck in a job or in a relationship Mm -hmm. or in a holding pattern situation? Gratitude. That's what you recommend? You have to get into gratitude because otherwise you ain't going anywhere. Now, people will say, but if I'm grateful for it, the universe might think I still want it, but I don't want it. I don't want to be stuck in this situation. I'm just waiting for this and this and this to change so I can move on. Appreciation and gratitude are ways for you to be continuing to receive value of what it is that you're forced to be in while you're creating and manifesting the new. Explain how an affirmation like that may work. So if you're in a job, this has happened to me. I remember being in Sydney, like being in jobs that I hated under bosses that I hated and I was trying to apply for other jobs and I wanted to get out so badly and I'd come home every night and just sit on the couch, literally rock, you know, like, oh God, what am I going to do? What could I have said to myself in that instance? I am safe. I'm safe. Yes. <laughs> You're rocking in a chair. I'm safe. is <laughs> good. I am safe. I am protected. All is well. This too shall pass. But, um, I am grateful yes. for the continual regular income that provides me with the lifestyle that I'm currently living and enables me to have the opportunities to be able to seek further employment. You heard it here, folks. That's it. And then you just you just remodify that for whatever's going for on whatever. in your life. Yeah, it doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. You know, you've emotionally left a relationship and you're, you're stuck. You've actually both even agreed that you're done, but you're living together and you've got to pack up the boxes and you've got to get out of home. I am so grateful for this relationship. I have learned a lot about myself 
Um, without this relationship, I would not know myself as well as I do now. Mm. And it softens everything so that you need to be softer towards the boss. You need to be softer towards the ex-partner because otherwise you're holding chaos within your vibration. It's really so, hard not to do when you're... You feel like you're being held against your will by life conditions. It's one of the biggest, actually, I'd say spiritual tests that can be asked of you exactly. at times. If you're in a situation that... For but example, I'd also say there's more to learn. Yeah, okay. Oh, for sure, yeah, probably. Th- there's more to learn. If, and maybe it is just about gratitude, about mm. how can I... I need to get the positive spin on this before I'm actually going to be allowed by the universe to leave this situation. Mm, possibly, yeah. So by getting the gratitude, you get the gift. Once you get the gift, they go, right, you can move on now. But until you've got it, you're not going anywhere. So you are stuck. But why, what is going on in your vibration is that you've got chaos going on. So you've been in this job or you've been in this relationship and it's gone along okay for a while. Otherwise, you wouldn't have been there as long as you were. And it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. And then the desire for something better comes along. And so you start to create in your imagination, you start to create the new dream, the new desire, the, the change that you want to have occur. As you do that you then are swinging between old vibration and new vibration because you can only be in one vibration at once at any given microsecond. You can't feel more than one thing. You can only feel one thing at at a moment. However, you can swing very fast in seconds between different emotions and different different vibrations. So in one moment, you're going, oh, I can't wait to get a new job. I can see it now, this gorgeous desk and this lovely boss who's wonderful to work for and inspires me and makes me the best version of myself. I can see it all. And oh my God, there's that boss coming up to me. Now I've gone into the old vibration. Mm-hmm. Swing, 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 swing. And until your dominant vibration is what it is you desire you're in chaos. Mm -hmm. And so you cannot manifest. So you've got the old vibration. Dr. Bob, uh, what's his name? Bob Proctor, not doctor, Bob Proctor calls the old vibration X and the new vibration Y. And he says, you've got the XY chaos going on. And until the Y vibration, the new vibration becomes the dominant vibration and the X vibration can start to dissipate, you're not manifesting anything. So the, the job is to get that why vibration, that new desire, the change that you want to be the dominant thought process. And so while you're, and that is of discipline of continuing to focus on that as much as you can, 24-7, as much as you can. And that's not saying an affirmation once or talking about it once. That's actually talking about it and writing it out or whatever a mm-hmm. hundred times a day. Multiple times a day having a visualization process. Exactly. Maybe a, a new you doing what she or he does or what that would look like. Yes. Simultaneously with, you have to dilute the old vibration. You can't just go, oh, it's gone when you've got the boss in your face or you've got the the partner that you want to leave that's still there every single day, you've got to get comfortable with that. You've got to find, and you've got to get that vibration to be weaker. And at the moment, while it's pressing buttons in you, it's stronger. So you have to heal whatever is going on there. And the easiest way to heal is through gratitude. What are you grateful for? And what is it that you're grateful for? What have I learned? What is it that I now know about myself that I didn't know about myself prior to this situation. And that's your gift. And as you do that, you really genuinely feel and believe that you genuinely are grateful for that experience. Guess what? That's the old vibration. As Bob would say, the X vibration, it's weak now. Now go for it with your Y vibration and watch it manifest. Love it, Jane. Do you want to talk about um, changing the movie? 
Yeah, look, this is one that... Um, so I had a, uh, I've had a couple of clients recently that have been doing a lot of forward projecting in fear and they've been imagining scenarios that they feel they're going to have to deal with. Now, it's all imagined. It's not known. Perhaps it's likely. And that is our instinct to start to pre- prepare to rehearse for different scenarios. So it can be a good thing, but it's putting them in so much fear that I've said, no, you need to stop and change the movie. So what they've got to do, so what they're doing is forward projecting their old desire of the fear of what could happen. And they've got this picture because, you know, we often think in pictures. Mm, yep. So there's, our, our minds are a movie screen. And so if you've got the movie screen that you're imagining whatever's going on, you know, um, this man's going to leave me, I can feel it. And, and, and I don't know how I'll cope when he gets another partner and I have to see him with another partner. Stop that movie, change the movie, see yourself with this amazing person having an incredible life. Mm. So that's that discipline of change your movie, change what you're seeing in your mind. And how do you do that? Cause you've got to know what it is you want, but sometimes you have to have what you don't want to know what it is you do want. Just remember that every negative thing that happens is to help you to have contrast in your life. You have to have the contrast to know what the new desire is. Absolutely. So that's where you've got to change your movie. So you've got the old movie and you've got the fear and it's forward projecting. Create your new movie. Get onto it as fast as you can. Write it out. Visualize it. Tell people about it. You know this thing of don't tell people about it. Tell everybody. The more you tell people, the more you're living it. Yeah. I'm kind of thinking that this episode might go quite well coupled with the... um, is it called Embrace Your Magnificence episode? Jane? Oh, yes. Where we talk about that, that thing that when you are changing over or feeling that kind of yearn or desire deep in your heart that there's a better way to be or a bigger you or a more potential or there could be a different story in this lifetime for you and then it ends there because, because there's just some part of you that just says... Yeah, but I might just stay in my comfort zone. And actually, this is episode 100 as well with Gay Hendricks and the, yes, whole, the big the leap. Big leap, and, yeah. and that may be another good companion episode to this one. Um, pattern interrupt in its most um, literal form. And I feel like I spoke about this a long time ago, like probably back in 2013 or 2014 on the show, is also where you actually have to do something almost violent to shake yourself out of something. So um, what was that example I gave a billion years ago? Okay, because it's actually been quite a long time since I've touched on this territory, but I remember that there's a famous man, and I can't tell you who he is, and he talks about this brilliantly. And he talks about how you you sometimes have to physically, literally pull yourself up by the bootstraps and change what you're doing. So, for example, if you always come in the house through the back door, drop your keys on the left and go and sit on the couch, come in the house through the front door, put the keys somewhere different and, and go to the kitchen. Dr. Phil did that. He was eating was too Dr. much. Phil? That's, he was eating Dr. too Phil. much. He was He was walking in the front door and going to the fridge. That's what it was. Yeah, and so instead he went walked in the back door. Yes, and they talk about things like if you always, always, always drive the same route to work, maybe one day you just go through some different blocks or back roads because you just never I had know. a client do that. I, I had him drive a different way. He had to clean his teeth with the wrong hand. He had to move every single thing in yeah. his house. The cups went where the plates were. The plates went 
went where the cups were. Because he was so rigid. He was so rigid. Yeah. So rigid. To break that down. And, you know, it's a bit like my, my parents, are, like, they have been in the same house since 1977, right? It's a so, beautiful home, my G. Oh, thank you, Jane. Well, because they've done a lot to it, as you would if you had a property for that long, right? So, in you know, I lived there for 20 years in the same little bedroom, and the house was this way, and that door was there, and that window was there, and the kitchen was here, and the whatever. And then I left home, and I went to Sydney, and I went away, and became an adult, and my parents changed quite a lot of the house around while I was gone. And even to this day, I'll come back and I'll go to look for something which hasn't been there since 1986, but I'm still looking for it in that place on that wall and that shelf that there's no shelf there now. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like we... Our it's, minds are so powerful. Yeah, it's the ghosts of... We do... We actually underestimate how how deeply ingrained the patterning goes. But when you view this in the positive sense, yes, you may be deeply ingrained in a whole bunch of old shit from the last three or four decades that you really don't want to own anymore. But isn't it fantastic to think that once you really do the work in unhinging that junk and then putting in the new software, just how rigidly ingrained that can be when it's all in the positive just imagine what your reality is going to look like when all of your beliefs are geared into the more positive, empowered, uplifted, inner strength you. Like, that's kind of hard to fathom in a way, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's exactly. really cool. And then when you do have a little meltdown and you jump back to your old patterns, celebrate and laugh at that because what else does that do? It shows you how far you've come. I hold firm in the chaos, observing the positive change. Thank you for joining us as you do every week. You can find us on our um, website, lovelifeshow.com, and on our Facebook page. Which is facebook.com forward slash lovelifeshow. And until this time next week, we implore all of you to have a really good think about which beliefs are no longer serving you and begin to put in some good, solid, physical, conscious work into actively changing them. Life is perfect, I'm not trying, it's just happening.